I don't I don't really think about edge lording enough, but that you know what that makes sense to so me. Good edge lording is satire, but satire exists. Yes. So all edge lording that exists is bad, except for when it is attains a level would, of a higher. I, for when yeah, it I would say shitty satire is edge lording. Okay. And then when, and then when edge lording is good enough, it becomes satire. You may become an edge lord, mm. but you have to work. To be a satiricist. A satirist. A satiricist. Yes. Yes. There, I'm glad so, we both agree so, <laughs> on how to pronounce that. Yeah, we both we said the exact we same thing. We said the same thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah same thing. Bad. You're right. We did. But the... Um, a satyricist. A satyr. A satirist. A satirist. Thank you. So, Blake, um, two th- I've, got, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a... I've got a yay and a nay for you uh-huh, off, uh-huh. The, off the rip. So, uh-huh. first, I saw... That you guys are recycling now, which like yeah, big yeah, time, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> the thing that worries me about it though is that in your recycling bin, and actually just now, I noticed that. Oh my god! Okay, so you've just poured a four loco into a cup, and now and what now is he you're mixing pouring Mountain Dew into that same cup. I can't tell if the timber in your voice is judgment or, or fear in, or inquisitiveness. I I, I, had, I, had, I took a hint of fear. Was a I, of fear. I, I was working through my worry for your life, but now I just like, I just want to mm-hmm. like, I, do you want to unpack this? I, no, it's not. I realize now that we're too far gone and I just want one. I want one of your motorcycles when you die. I thought you were going to ask like what it means to be courageous. <laughs> What does it because mean to take risks? What does it mean to live life to the fullest and to live life with no regrets? Yeah. Because that's all I get from Blake. Yeah. No fear. No fear. No I'm going to get you a no fear shirt for, for your birthday. Can I get some camo shorts and a Punisher <laughs> uh, hat too? <laughs> no, but like for real, in 11 years when you, <laughs> when you kick it. When you finally die. Yeah, I've said yeah. this multiple times, uh, probably on the podcast too. But there was one time where I offered to take Blake, like early on to him living here. He's gotten he's gotten a little better now, but like early on to him living here, I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm about to ride to the store. You want to come?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Because you know, all of my friends for all eternity, if I say like, "Hey, I'm about to ride to the store. Do you want to come?" They're always like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and also, I was like, "I'll get you something." And he's like, "No, I'm good." And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> and he just looked at me dead in my eyes and said. You've just never met anyone that does exactly what they want all of the time. <laughs> and that kind of stuck with me a little bit. I, I mean, at the time, it was true, you know? I mean, things changed a little bit. I have a lot more responsibility now. Yeah. But back when I was working really, like, I mean, 10-hour days in 105-degree heat, I would get off work, I would sit down, and it's like, hey, Blake, do you want to do anything other than what you're doing right now? No. Are you sure it wasn't Circle K days? Those were even harder. Those were, mentally, to, those were mentally men- hard because mentally. the grind. When you work 11 night shifts in a row, you can talk to me about what the mind does mm. and how it hurts. Are you gatekeeping trauma right now? I, I am. Think so. I am on that. You know, I'm never going to work. I'm probably never going to work 11 and night I shifts. And I hope you don't. And I hope no one ever does. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly. I mean, I could work like 16-hour days. Would that make you happy? Yeah. That's a possibility in my future. Well, well, know, then will I get to yeah. keep you if I work like 11, 16 hour days in a row? I think that's how it, it works. That would. Yeah, you would actually. I, my, By gatekeeping standards. My gatekeeping. Yeah. If we, if we are gatekeeping. Yeah. You will gatekeep his gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. If you and see then I can, him gatekeeping, you'll be like, let me actually I come and just, put my new gate up. Yeah. And at a certain shut rate. that gate on you real fast. Yeah. I mean, at a certain rate, there are not more hours in a week. I mean, at a certain rate, you yeah. will just win. 
and I could never feasibly yeah. come to you or come at you. Right. But yeah. So what this is, Liam, so I like four locos. Okay. That makes but sense. But they really mess me up. Well, Do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, this is a redone formula from the four loco yeah. of our youth. You know that. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. When, in our 20s. Because oh, the yeah. original formula no. is illegal. It's illegal now. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, will definitely attest that it should be illegal yeah. because that shit fucked people up. It yeah. ruined lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, like, but I thought I thought of it in the same way that I think of like, you know, I'm not going out and buying Surge now, even though I can. Sure. You know? Didn't they redo that formula too? Yeah, yeah. Vault. Well, and then they re-released actual Surge too, and and, and but, it really wasn't hitting. Did, no, is the it same. That, no, it didn't to me. Well, because everybody, it, you wouldn't. They, they cut it the sugar amount down. I'm well, sure. and they were going for the nostalgia buy, and then people. I'm sure, like anybody who was even interested in buying a Surge again, was like me, you know, in their 30s or like yeah, 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 mid 20s, and you, that much sugar terrifies. Me. Yeah, you take a sip of that soda, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Like, it, uh, you, nobody's buying Fruitopia anymore. I know. God, Fruitopia was horrible. No, nah, I used to hit, dog. It, it, it was used like, to. Bro, that orange mango In the sixth Fruitopia. grade lunch line, it hit. Like, I remember by up. high school, I was like, what the fuck is with this crazy taste, this yeah. sharpness to fruit, that drink? Fruit punch it's, Fruitopia? It was that much sugar. It's like 60 grams of sugar in 12 ounces. There was so much sugar in it's, those I things. I think it was more than that, Liam. I have no idea. I'm serious. I think it was more. It than was. That. A, it was an insane amount of sugar. Fruitopia but, was crazy. But anyway, um, so I went by uh, Kroger, and you know Kroger's like fruity drink selection isn't that great. And you know your boy likes fruity drinks. Yeah. So I wanted well, to. Get, I wanted to get my pina colada Smirnoff, and they didn't have it. So I was like, okay, so I'm gonna go back to my number two. It was my Mike's Hard Lemonade, and they didn't have it. And the only other thing they had were like some kind of lemony seltzers and stuff like that. And then I saw a sour apple four loco. And I was like, huh. It was at a bargain. It was like two eighty nine. There you go. And like for, for sour apple, you say. Yeah, sour apple, which I, I like it. It was two eighty nine. It was at a bargain. So I was like, well, let's try it out. And I got one. And I was playing Dota while I was drinking it. And about like halfway through the Dota game and halfway through the four loco, I realized, holy shit, I'm drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like half of this can, this big can, lit, literally lit me up. Yeah, and it was too much, but I liked the taste. So what I decided was that I was going to buy a four loco and then buy a Mountain Dew, and I was going to do half and half. Yeah, 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 yeah. And inadvertently, <laughs> I I like it. I like it. Cut the Fruitopia. You, well, you well, sorry. Cut yeah. the the four you loco cut with the four with, loco with more caffeine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. sugar. Yeah. Treat it like a liquor. Yeah, you got to cut it. it. Yeah, yeah you got to cut it. No, no, you're not mixing. You're cutting. You're right. Because this is industrial grade fuck you up. It's yeah, essentially yeah. the same thing. You're diluting it. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, you're diluting you're the alcohol. You're adding caffeine, but diluting the alcohol. So I'm sharper, and my Less blood pressure is higher. Right. Yeah. But I'm less drunk and yeah. more in control. That's what a lot of uh, cokeheads think too. And well, a, and a little, <laughs> and just a little more extreme. Just anyway, it tastes good as fuck, and I kind of like it. Hell yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on with that. Seven minutes on the intro. And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object! I object! I object! On what grounds is it possible? That something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. 
a child's power to master the multiplication table. There is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps. I'm your host, Blake Weatherly. Join me by... Um, join me by that just brush fresh feeling. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. Let's go. Join me by that crispity, crunchy, crisp. Hell yeah. Hell I said the yeah. same thing twice. <laughs> so at the top of the show, we invite you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at TapSnaps3, on Instagram at TapSnaps Podcast, and on Twitter at TapSnaps PC. Uh, also be sure to check out the Patreon. We got some new stuff on there that's really cool at patreon.com slash tapsnaps. Uh, the boys actually, um, I was a little bit late getting to this recording, but the boys actually have a new prototype for an episode that we're going to be putting up. Uh, did you guys want to talk about that or you want it to be a surprise? Well, I just uploaded um, one of our, our, our first video episode. Yeah. Yeah, which um, was really cool. A lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. You're actually you're on the one that I uploaded. Me and Tarver recorded another one today, but we'll put that up. Yeah, what we discovered is that, you know, after our prototype of screen capturing one of our episodes, we we can just uh, get uh, public domain television shows and yeah. watch those uh, and talk over them because, like, one of our favorite things to do is a watch along. Yeah. But I, th- I still think... The uh, burden on the audience is too much to... Sync up audio. And, <laughs> no, yeah. just to motherfucking click something besides the episode yeah. yeah um so you don't have to do that now now you can just click the episode link and yeah. it's already synced yeah we can do that too with a uh, public domain shit on youtube so yeah i know that was yeah. the next thing i was gonna do so it's it's mystery science theater but like me and liam so yeah. less scripted more off the cuff raw realer raw realer and uh not not racist mm-hmm yeah. Not racist. I'll say just mouth mumblist, mumblist, ableist. Yes, yeah. Maybe in the future we can uh, go ahead and uh, pull a full movie off YouTube, and we can just riff it. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and screen record it. Yeah, because yeah. that's my whole my whole yeah, deal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best. The best part about this is that you just go. You know, you sub- first of all, you subscribe to our Patreon. That's right, right. number one. Second of all, you just go and when we post it, you just click play on the video, and then we are, we're screen capping the video and the sound. And yeah. you're with us. And you're right there. Yep. Awesome. Because it's public domain. Yep. So a ski. Speaking of the public, Liam, go ahead and take us into our first article. From KSTP Eyewitness News, Chauvin found guilty of murder, manslaughter, and George Floyd's death. Mm. Yeah. Gotti. Gotti. All three count. Yeah. Well, we got plenty to talk about, but Liam, let's go ahead and go into it. The big three. Liam reads. And when I'm with friends... I like to have fun, 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 fun! Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has been found guilty in last year's death of George Floyd. Should just say murder, because that's what he was convicted of. Of murder. The jury returned a guilty verdict on one count of second-degree manslaughter, one count of second-degree murder, and one count of third-degree murder. Bop, bop, bop. His bail was revoked, and the former officer was taken into custody. The decision by jurors was reached on their first full day of deliberations after the closing arguments wrapped up Monday afternoon. Chauvin was booked at Minnesota Correctional Facility Oak Park Heights Tuesday evening. He will be sentenced in about eight weeks. A second-degree murder conviction carries a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison. Third-degree murder is punishable by up to 25 years in prison. 
Second-degree manslaughter carries a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. However, a conviction doesn't mean the defendant will be sentenced to the maximum allowed under the law. For reference, former Minneapolis police officer Muhammad Noor was sentenced to 12.5 years after being convicted of a both third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter in 2019. The three other officers at the scene, Thomas Lane, Tao Tao, and J. Alexander Kung, are expected to be tried for aiding and abetting in August. Dang. Um. I was going to say, I, I, I'd remember um, hearing at one point that they were pushing for murder one. But I see now that they knew yeah. that was going to be a bit too much and that they might miss the goal, which is yeah justice in well, some way, yeah, shape, and form. Murder one varies from state to state, but usually that's premeditated murder. Right. That's right. Really, really so, which is prove. impossible to prove. Yeah. But we, we actually talked, we touched on that um Last episode, we were talking about like the burden of proof on murder one. Yeah, is which very again di- is different. It's different. It's state way state. different. I mean, people will say he murdered him, but then arguing murder one in a court of law is a whole different thing. Um, you know, my I had a lot of people uh, that were kind of reaching out to me about this and asking what I thought, mm. and I kept coming back to the same thing, which is I'll go with what the court decides, uh, and I'll respect the court's decision. I wouldn't have. What, if they had acquitted? Yeah. Yeah. I would not have respected uh, respected their decision. Well, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, we can kind of unpack that. I mean, my whole thing was, is that if the court system is doing what it's intended to do, mm-hmm. then we should respect the outcome. Should. Yeah, but courts. Key emphasis on should. Like, so, I mean, I would kind of put it to you this way. If it had been someone you cared about and you had watched a video of them um, losing their life with a cop's knee on their neck for nine minutes while they begged for help and like died there. And then a court that was corrupted um, acquitted that person. Would you respect that decision? No, because it, but, yeah. but it was like, it was the key emphasis. It was like, it's corrupted. Right. And a court, and my assertion would be the court would have to be corrupted to have, to have acquitted him, acquitted yeah. him. So yeah. I would not have respected a court that acquitted him because yeah. I think the the defense or the prosecution said it the best in their like hour and a half, two hour long closing statement where they said that, believe your eyes, believe what you saw. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, we don't need to say too much more. Like just, you know what you saw. That's the truth. Yeah. And and it was. And that's why, you know, it was such a unanimous reaction. Well, not unanimous. Sorry, that's the wrong word because there are plenty of people to this day that that say, say all kind of things, and I think we should talk about those people a little bit. But it was a very powerful moment in this country and around the world when we watched that video of George yeah. Floyd. It was, I mean, being it was, murdered. It was a very unifying moment for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and like it really got the 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 BLM movement reignited and like. Re- pushed into full force and i mean the the uh the young woman darnella frazier who recorded the the whole incident is really responsible like just big ups to to her but also like in response to something you were saying earlier about like and and what tarver was mentioning about like the the court having to be corrupt in order to deliver a, a verdict of not guilty i just i have to agree with that because i've seen the video that Darnella Frazier took. I've mm-hmm. seen the body cam footage and I saw a lot of the actual trial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of testimony from, from experts and like both on the, the defense side and on the, the, the prosecution side and on the defense side. And like, I think that, I mean, the jury only del- deliberated for like 10 hours or yeah. something like that. They were expecting mm-hmm. it to be days. It really 
would I mean like it's a crime that we essentially all eyewitnessed. Right. Like yeah. so it would have been really tough to accept a verdict of not guilty. Well, that that was kind of my thing too. I was like it is going to trial, trial by jury. Yeah. And yeah. I was like and uh, I mean, you know, a, tr- a trial by jury you know, classically, you know, sometimes people take that for granted in some countries, you know. Trial by jury is a very beautiful thing. Um it's an equalizer. You you talk about like corruption in the court. Uh, who's corrupt? You know, like who who could influence that? There are ways. I mean, everyone's seen jury runaway, everyone's seen yeah. runaway jury. Every, <laughs> yeah. like, every, everyone knows like it can get you know kind of ugly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, or I you have, could have bad luck with having shitheads on your jury. True. You know, but that I mean that's part of the um, but that's part attorney's of attorney's job in selection. If you yeah. allow shitheads to get through, yeah, then you haven't been thorough enough. It's just uh, I have a lot of respect for the process. I have yeah. a, I have a lot of respect for juries like juries by trial or trial by jury. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for that as as a mechanism to seek justice. Yeah, held up as and, an ideal. It's, and so, it's wonderful. And and then you know so like it, and then if you ask me like oh Blake well what do you think about this evidence what do you think about this what do you think about that I'd be like I don't fucking know. If I'm being real honest with you I, I know what I think, right. but what I think has no place in a court of law. I mean I, like I'm not a lawyer. I'll say this. I'm, Sorry. To interrupt no, you. no, no, go ahead. I'll say this, and this kind of goes to the heart of my point about addressing the people that have an issue with Derek Chauvin's conviction and have been saying for a long time negative things about George Floyd. The people that look to evidence, um, or I'll say ancillary evidence about George Floyd's past misgivings, character, uh, his yeah, his character. Um, his uh, toxicity in his system, um, his the occurrence of the day leading up to that event, the events that led up to that to that moment of his arrest. I have a very hard time understanding your motivations for searching out for those things, other than to assert your racist position, because. It's 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 just difficult for me to see a way around that being the root cause. I, I don't get how the drugs in somebody's system, the behavior they had before the event happened, and what they did that day can justify them getting murdered in cold blood, in public view, handcuffed, face down in the street. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I I would get I would lend some grace though and say not every single one of them is a racist. Probably a large majority of them are, and you know the whole thing is that it's predicated on it being a black man. But at the same time, I feel like had it been any other person in the same situation, they would seek out the same excuse. And I'm, it's more of a defense of authority and more of a bootlicking, which I've been accused of plenty of times, rightfully so. I say you're but, you're going to the kind of the heart of the thing I was going to follow up with is I do think it's a defensive authority. And I would say that it's not just like a direct like it's not so simplistic. When I say racism, I don't I think people misinterpret a lot. Like it's not so simplistic that like you you say the N word constantly and you hang pictures of black people like you have pictures of black people with like darts thrown them in your room like a nineties villain. Yeah. You're not being hostile to black people or like holding any like overtly racist views necessarily. You support structures that disenfranchise people of color and those structures also prop you up and 
serve as a buffer against you facing your own mediocrity. And I think your your racism is in support of those structures. That's what I mean, how I can't see a way around you being a racist. Like I said, you're not, you know, your, your racism is a little more nuanced. Well, and also it's just, you, it's, it's the racism that comes, the type of racism for, that comes from just having a pure inability to empathize. Like, and I, I think a lot of that is it's exacerbated when it's when it, that that level of racism is exacerbated in people when you have when you have that lack of empathy because you see somebody like George Floyd and you don't see yourself in them at all. Right. Right. You see you see a large black man and you have your own preconceived notions about who that person is. Oh, he's on drugs. Oh, but, he, he held a gun up. He, yeah. he tried to counterfeit money. Or you're more apt to look for those permissions in your mind to rationalize your lack of empathy your lack of empathy but like it's 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 also just people who who have a baseline lack of empathy where they can't they they can't put themselves in somebody else's shoes they can't think through a situation unless it's actually physically happened to them or someone they care about like it's it's just like you know you see people who are who are super anti-gay until they have a gay child and then they're like oh this is really shitty how I've been treating people all these years. Yeah. It's really shitty how other people who continue to act like I used to are treating my child. Like it's, it's, but it's really hard for them to get, it's, I think it's even harder for them to cross racial barriers because it's very unlikely that they end up with a person know, of another color. Yeah. A person of color being in their family. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's a baseline inability to empathize through just like like the the total lack of personal experience you know, or personal relationships on a on a real level with people of color. And I'll say even another thing too and this is going to be uh maybe even a little more offensive to people. I'd say it also is a a lack of intelligence to a certain degree to be unable to look at a situation that has so much objective truth and not be able to hold on to that when you're um uh, being bombarded by outside notions like i described of drug use or past behavior if you can't look at a video of somebody's knee on the back of somebody's neck for nine minutes and realize that they were murdered i don't think you're as smart as you think you are and i'm just that's just brutally honest about that well i mean it's the other thing too it's i mean people have been conditioned by authority it's it's a weird societal stockholm syndrome yeah and getting past that is the most difficult thing. It's not necessarily, do we need to teach them? Do we need to teach empathy? Do we need to teach this, that, and the other? They can't be taught at this it, point. It's, it's, it's more of like a deprogramming and stuff like that. You can't really deprogram. Yeah. It's something that has to change slowly over time. And it has to be their, their choice. Like they have to go out and, and, and learn. I mean, there's no other way yeah. because I, that's why, that's why I said earlier I retracted my um, like ubiquitous statement because for so many of us, it was a galvanizing moment where we all saw a hor horrific incident happen and it left no room for doubt about how heinous the nature of the crime was. So for anyone that didn't have that moment, I think that there are severe flaws in yourself as a human that you need to address. Um. Because it doesn't, it doesn't get any more clear cut than that, and I don't think it ever will. Yeah, like if you can't see George Floyd's death for what it was, for the murder that it was, like you're, you're just, 
there's parts of you that are broken and you, 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 you have a lot of work to do straight up. And and nobody else can do that work except yourself. And you have to be ready to do that work to even get a start on it. So like, it's just, it's, 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 it's sad, but also, you know, those are also the same people who be, uh, acting like Russian trolls, but really like just being very stupid in the, in the damn 13 WMAZ comments, you know, they're still in there and they're, they're getting, they're getting dragged in a very, uh, splendiferous way. I saw one woman, get on there and say some real racist shit. And then, uh, the person whose comment she replied to with racist shit just went ahead and uh, tagged her boss. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this your employee? And then the girl immediately removed all of her comments. And then the woman just was like, Oh no, no, I've already screenshot them. Mm -hmm. And then replied to the comment with the screenshots, the first comments. And that's the thing. If you can't stand behind what you've said, then you need to examine the content of it. Mm Mm-hmm. In most instances, not always. Sometimes there's a corrupt regime and maybe the truth isn't what's uh, popular. Yeah, for sure. But in an instance like this, you should be able to stand behind what you have to say. Yeah. Well, and to go uh, to, just to, to, to quickly counter the automatic reply of censorship that I know would always come that that always follows is that it, is it censorship censorship. OK, whenever somebody they have a speech impediment yeah. along with whenever. So, well, it's just from being, you know poorly educated and not having access to like speech therapists or anything. Well, now I feel bad about it. <laughs> Which is a lot we should send Blake to help them. <laughs> I can help. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's, he's like any pronunciation is correct. If you believe it, he's like today we will be, if you stand behind it, right. we'll be fine tuning your elocution today. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, whenever people are like, well, this is that censorship. You can't take, it's like, no, 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 that's consequences. You're not being censored. Nobody can go and delete your Facebook comment for you, okay? So if you're afraid to say something in front of your boss, just know that your boss is on Facebook, you're on Facebook. If you weren't smart enough to think about that before you posted your racist shit, you deserve those consequences. And it's not censorship. Nobody is censoring Social Darwinism. Yeah, it is you suffering the consequences of the lack of censorship that allowed you to be an idiot in public. Yeah. So. It's actually it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah, it, it's you enjoyed your free speech way too much. <laughs> you enjoyed it, and, and then you tried to get away with some shit. You also learned that free speech has consequences. Yeah, yeah. No one ever said that free speech didn't have consequences. Yeah, I mean every, I mean every right and liberty you're afforded has consequences. Yeah, yeah. every you, single you know, one of if them. If you abuse it, you like, know you have the right to yeah. bear arms. Use your gun wrong, and there are people that abuse yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but if you're not in jail, you're not being censored. You have the right to vote, commit a felony, and that's straight. Like that's straight from tap snaps. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, moving right along. Well, I also hold on. I'm sorry. I, I, I you know, don't don't railroad want, us. I don't want to railroad. I thought I just I, I, I do want to lull, and I wanted to keep her moving. Well, it was a lull. Wait for you to finish speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. Let's go ahead. I just wanted to say because we we shit on the people that grumped the the result of the trial justifiably, but I also want to say that who almost knocked my damn beer over. <laughs> I also want to say that uh, it's really. This is a watershed moment that we shouldn't think has uh, little effect. This has major ripples for uh, trials moving forward of police officers. For sure. And I think that this will have a big, big moment. Just like I said uh, in um, uh, is it Washington County, uh, Georgia, where the two officers put their uh, full like 700 pounds of combined weight on a guy's back, mm. killing him. Or Clark County. I, I can't remember. But 
how that's a big moment that they're getting, that they're now um, being prosecuted. This is a huge moment. And I think that this is going to do more than almost any little speech or like mayor coming forward to actually change policing in the United States of America. I think something like this, you can't ignore a precedent. You understand now that you need that, that there are eyes on you. And when those video cameras are on, that shit matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is going to be George Floyd's legacy. I hope that that is George Floyd, George Floyd's legacy accountability. And I, I saw some really pretty statements about like your life mattered. And that's really a nice sentiment because it did. It did for, for all the mistakes that he made and for all the horrible things and about George Floyd, that's all irrelevant. His life mattered. It couldn't, it shouldn't have ever been taken by someone else. And there were, and justice has been served. So the le- this, the justice system worked and hopefully this country is in a rubber banding moment where we're, or not a rubber banding moment. I'm sorry. Cause we're never going back to anything. We're hopefully progressing to a better moment between our citizens and our police officers. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, now you can now take us away. away. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Blake, did, did you want to say something? I feel like I, uh, I, I feel like Tarver summed it up pretty good. Okay. From 10TV WBNS. This is why we don't let Liam host. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Quote, unquote, hosting. From 10TV WBNS, body cam footage shows fatal police shooting of a 16-year-old girl in Southeast Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, so, damn, we went straight from George Floyd to um, this yeah. incident, which I think I, I think I was reading. Didn't this happen not too far from um, where Southeast the George- Columbus? Yeah. So, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I was confusing it with a different story. Dante, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that happened Dante, right. like that during, was, the during the Chauvin trial. During the Chauvin trial in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. Where yeah. the woman confused her... Uh, gun for a taser yeah 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 i'm sorry i confused it for a second this is a this young girl was um shot uh and killed while she was trying to stab someone yeah Uh, that's definitely what it looks like a lot of people are saying a lot of different things but that's also why you know the court of public opinion is the court of public opinion yeah um but liam go ahead and take us into it let's get a liam reads yuck make me bitch The teen's mother and Franklin County Children's Services identified her as Micaiah Bryant. The Columbus Division of Police has released body cam footage hours after the fatal shooting of a 16-year-old girl on the city's southeast side by a police officer. Officers were called to the 3100 block of Legion Lane, north of Chatterton Road, just after 4.30 p.m. for a disturbance. According to Interim Police Chief Michael Woods, a caller reported females were trying to stab them. A dispatcher tried to obtain more information but was unable to call Oh, excuse me, but was unable to before the call was disconnected. The footage released by the police came for the first came from the first officer on the scene. In the video, the teen appears to attempt to stab two people with a knife before the officer fires his weapon. Chief Wood said officers immediately assessed her for injuries, called for, for a medic, and began CPR per division policy. During this time, an officer can be heard saying, quote, she came at her with a knife. The teen was taken to Mount Carmel East in critical condition, where she later was pronounced dead. It's unclear whether anyone else was injured. In a statement tweeted Tuesday evening, Mayor Andrew Ginther said, quote, a young woman tragically lost her life. During the news conference, Ginther said, quote, 
We know based on this footage, the officer took action to protect another girl in our community. Following the shooting, member of mothers murdered mothers of murdered Columbus children and others have gathered in the area. One person with a sign reading, quote, enough is enough, and another with, quote, black kids matter. A crowd of demonstrators has gathered outside of the Columbus Division of Police's downtown headquarters as well, chanting, say her name, Micaiah Bryant. Chief Woods said the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation is leading the investigation into the shooting. So what we've seen, I mean, the footage that's available to us, I don't know if there's going to be any more. It very much does look like she is trying to stab another girl on the ground, who's on the ground, and she's rushing her with a knife. Up against a car? I'm sorry, up against a car, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's clearly a horrible scuffle gone completely out of the hand, out of hand. Um, there's and this multiple is a, people fighting too. In the there's video. multiple fetal f- people fighting. This is a uh, this is a fucking shit show, and it is the complete opposite of the George Floyd video. This video, that video couldn't be more clear cut. This video couldn't be more confusing. Yeah. Um, and I I think the reaction to it hopefully will will show that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what to what I don't know as much. To, I don't. It, it's hard to have a a clear cut opinion on this one. I know people are protesting, and I mean, it's a tragedy whenever someone loses their life. Yeah, whenever somebody loses their life, it's it's a terrible thing. But the, with this one, like, it just differs. To me, it differs so hard from so so many instances we've seen, like George Floyd, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, where it's a non like violent call right this is a violent call yeah it's not it's like it's a, it's an officer responding to a non-violent crime like quote-unquote crime or just like the suspicion of one who like responding to a member of the public who's unarmed unarmed yeah who is like just basically disagreeing with the officer who ends up losing their life because of an incredibly egregious use of, of like force. power yeah with this one it's i mean they were called for a, like they were called to a disturbance where they were they said that there were people with knives it's like the body cam footage it's a madhouse as soon as he pulls up and i mean there's talk it looks in the video like she has a knife and she's going to try and stab somebody as as he shoots her so it's like it's just hard to tell what the fuck is going on with this yeah yeah and people are getting out of control with this too. I'm seeing it blow up all over my Facebook. Yeah. Um, eh, it's really hard to say. There's a lot of people saying, oh, she was defending herself. It's a very aggressive defense that I'm seeing from this 16-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever. 16-year-old. 16. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I'm not sure chasing someone out into the street with a knife constitutes defense. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say logically... I don't understand how that could be construed as her defending herself. What had the other person been assailing her? Maybe we don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't look like that. She very much appears to be the aggressor. Yeah, with a knife. With a knife. Right. Which yes. which we can agree is a lethal weapon. That is a lethal weapon. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's. It just seems like. It's a tragedy. You want to... It's a tragedy because she's 16. It's a tragedy because it's happening in the wake of of this joyful moment of justice being served. And it's a tragedy 
of all the the years, the hundreds of years uh, surrounding this kind of behavior between people of color and the police, but this is not, to me, it doesn't feel the same yeah. as the incidents that Leah mentioned, and I, it 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 just it doesn't. Well, and in the video, I mean, there's there are adults present. There's an adult man who, like, after the after um, Makai Bryan is shot, he like. You know, he says, like, she's just a kid, man, to the cop. But he's, like, he's, I think he's her adopted father. Yeah, but moments earlier, he was kicking a girl in the head on the ground. So, like, it's a different situation. It was a, There's a fight. There is, like, a like mass fight going, like a brawl is going on, and there are weapons. So, like, I just, it's it's hard to compare, to make a direct comparison between this and with, like, I think you can't. Like, I think you, you very safely can't. Yeah. And you shouldn't. I think yeah. what this is is an example of people that let their tempers get way the fuck out of hand, uh, either with alcohol or sobriety. And I don't know what happened, but you never ever let a squabble turn into something like this. And you definitely don't bring a weapon into it. Yeah. And when the police get there, they, they have no way of knowing, you know, a perfect cop could have handled the situation with her not dying. Uh, but the burden on this one is a little too high for me to go ahead and, 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 besmirch the police department in Ohio in Columbus, Ohio for this one, just of what we see now, new evidence could come forth, a new angle could come forth. I don't know. Yeah. But what it appears like is that it's a tragedy Yeah, that a, that a cop acted quickly and decisively in a very dangerous, intense situation that people, this family let their tempers get the best of them. And they learned a, a horrible, terrible lesson about what anger can do. I mean, the other thing too is, you know, for all the talk of de-escalation and how important de-escalation is, this doesn't seem to be one of those situations. It doesn't seem like he had a moment to de-escalate. Yeah, well, someone is, someone has pulled a knife, mm-hmm. it has chased someone, and they cornered the person against a car. The person had nowhere to run, nowhere to flee, and they raised the knife. And you have a quarter of a second to respond. Mm-hmm. There's no de-escalation here. We are far past it. So what do you do? Now, I'm on Facebook looking at all the, you know, everyone now has a PhD. Right, right, right. In criminal defense yeah, and, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And forensics. And um, I'm seeing someone, uh, let's see, here's a good one. Um, legally, the police have no responsibility to protect you. This was murder. The cop could illegally have done nothing or used other non-lethal options. He has no obligation to keep that woman from being stabbed. That's that's nuts. I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably the biggest piece of loser shit I've seen. It's a in a it's while. a real smooth brain take. Like I yeah. get what he's saying. Yeah. Like I I think it I think uh it, there's some grain of truth to the statement that the mm-hmm. police don't have an obligation to protect you. Uh to a certain extent, yeah. but they, when the, you when you apply that to like a police officer responding to a call for a nonviolent crime, sure. Because I, I just I'm gonna be a hundred percent right now. If you make that a 35 year old white dude and a 25 year old white woman, the 35 year old white dude has the knife, and the 25 year old white woman is against the truck. The man's a hero. Yeah, straight up. So would you make that same statement about the no obligation to protect you? And would you would you say any of this about him? It's just, it's a tragedy uh, because she's a a sixteen year old black girl in this instance. Uh, well, she's a child. She's a child. 
and the and her being a black girl on top of the 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 climate that we live in exacerbates has, has the tragedy the situation. Yeah, yeah. It make because the the wound is so open. That's what I mean. I want to be very clear when I say that. I, I what I mean is that the wound is so open and deep and real in the the black community in America when it comes to police violence that that's that's why it's such a tragedy. Let's see. Someone here said he could have pepper sprayed her. Yeah, uh, but from then, behind. But and well, I mean, or like tased her or some, like some like non lethal use of force. I I understand the sentiment, but also like if the other girl had died from stab wounds, it nobody would be saying he did his job correctly. You know? Yeah. Like it's a no win situation. Yeah. It 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 just is a it's just it just sucks. Like it's just a tragic situation. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was like, and you know, the people are on here. The thing. The, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, it comes down to to kind of like this perception of the police, and and this guy can't shake this. It's not his fault. It's it's just the state of things right now. I mean, you think this guy honestly wanted to fucking shoot a child? I don't know. Probably not. You're right. Not likely not. Likely not. And in this state of things is horrible, and it's hard, you know, for me. Because I'm usually on the other side of these things. These things are a little more clear cut, or they have been for a long time. Yeah. And this is one of them where it's not. It's not. It's not so white and black on this one. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I worry about is like, if if you know if if we go through with the uh, you know continue with the outrage for this, which I mean like yeah, being outraged against loss of life, especially for a child, completely understandable emotion. But like, if there's a push to turn Makaya Bryant into a sort of like oh no that martyr like figure I just worry about like the the repercussions from people who are on the opposite side like from the bootlicker crowd just using this as an example of why everybody every instance of police violence against black people is justified hopefully, like hopefully clear minds will prevail yeah. and that won't be a course of action well, there know, are some or there will be brains out there I was hopefully say, there'll be a course correction i know uh i want to say i read uh the mayor already came out and was like yeah we reviewed the footage mm -hmm. it fucking sucks uh yeah we, we stand behind the officer yeah yeah and He's, uh, he say like he took a life to save a life yeah. and unfortunately it was a horrible tragedy and unfortunately that happens and yeah, that's and what then, I, I and, then, and it's, I feel like it should end there. That yes, that's what I'm saying. It was tragic for the reasons that we've all outlined. It was a moment of just anger and adrenaline and reaction, and it's just one of those horrible moments. And like Liam said, I I really hope that no one picks this up quite right now. Uh, you know, it, there's still time to look at it again, but like. Probably not. So yeah. I hope people don't pick this up and run with it like this is a George Floyd or an Ahmaud Arbery or a Breonna Taylor or an Eric Garner. And I, I because that would be a, a blunder. And it, it would not, in my opinion, it would not be the correct uh, way to go about this. Well, here's something that's way more clear cut from CNN. Judge resigns after admitting to using N-word and saying all lives matter while at work. No way. <laughs> what state? Colorado. Hey. Colorado. You mean you mean Colorado where uh, the MLB just put the new All-Star game? <laughs> that the same state? Yeah, go fuck yourself, Colorado. That man, I was gonna say Colorado is pretty progressive. <laughs> I mean, Colorado is literally like Georgia East. 
and it just yeah. fell off the map and went up. Yeah, yeah, and sat up there. It's yeah. mini Georgia. It's another Georgia. Well, it's like yeah, there's there's some hip cats in Denver. It's like yeah, sure. There, there's some hip there's some hip cats it's in little the, five points yeah. in Atlanta. Like, Georgia's yeah. still a fucking red state. It's like, like you ever you ever been to Atlanta before? Yeah, like we all have one cool city. I guess Colorado has legal weed, so. They they're one rung up on the ladder from us. Yeah, like, you're I, still a was, bunch of red. I remember honky hick ass pieces of trash. Three or four years ago, I met a dude up at the bar, and he was like, "Yeah, man, Georgia fucking sucks," and this, that, and the other. He's like, "I'm moving to Colorado," and I was like, "I got bad news for you, bro." <laughs> uh, I was like, "That's they're not much different it's from just us." Cold Georgia. Yeah, it's cold Georgia. I was like, With they love they love their fucking guns. You got yeah. They love their fucking property rights. They will kill you over their property rights and mm-hmm. will be defended by their state laws. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, if, if, uh, yeah, I feel like there's some of those like sort of Eastern lying, more Eastern lying Midwest states like Idaho and Ohio and Colorado. Right Central, dude. They just fucking skate because they're not the South. They really do. But they're straight hicks. But they're, they're straight, straight hicks, hicks up there. Yeah. yeah. And they just they're just hicks without culture. We at least have some fucking culture. Same way Kentucky. Oh yeah. Like, oh my God. Ninety percent of Pennsylvania is fucking Hicktown. Like yeah. in a like fucking like Hicktown Hills Have Eyes edition. Yeah. At like, least our fucking food gross. doesn't suck. Yeah. Like I fuck get this it. article. Fuck the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Liam, anyway, take us into this, it. This will. Oh, I want to get into something else after this, and we're we're coming close on time. So this bullshit ass, dumbass, fucking pinhead ass Colorado District Judge <laughs> Natalie Chase. She said all sorts of racist shit. She said the N-word. She had conversations. with. She did the most shitty thing, which is to go up to black people who are working for her, like black subordinates, and ask them questions about, like, the N-word with, like, ending in E-R and A and which one's acceptable. And saying the N-word and while saying, she talks yeah, about saying it. saying it. And then, like, also being, like, sitting in her, sitting at, in her judge's chair, being in her robe, at work, like discussing fucking like the George Floyd thing, saying saying that she thinks all lives matter, but George Floyd needs the the case needs to be investigated, and like saying that she's gonna protest the Super Bowl because of Colin Kaepernick, fucking kneeling during the national just anthem. in a position of total authority. Yeah, a judge, a fucking judge, like a district judge, about as powerful as you can be. Like judges have such ultimate authority, and I don't know it unless you stood in front of a judge with a case against you you don't really understand how scary they are they can literally put you in jail for pissing them off they can have total authority over your life yeah at that moment then you're staying from them you can do nothing they're arbiters of the law yeah and it's terrifying yeah but what i what i think is the 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 key takeaway just to show how detached this woman is and to 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 play on that thing that lack of empathy i want to add one more thing yeah their being on their good side is one of the most powerful things you can have yeah. in your life. It can affect you just as much, if not more, than being on their bad side. Yeah, for sure. But the, the the thing that I think illustrates most her detachment and lap, lack of empathy and her abuse of power is the the order that the, that was passed down that told told her that she needed to resign um, said that 
While Chase maintained that she, quote, did not intend any racial animus, she acknowledged that her, quote, use of the N-word does not promote public confidence in the judiciary and creates the appearance of impropriety. It's like, well, I, I guess I can see how since I've been, you know, a big time total racist for a long time and now it's out in public that people would think I might not be able to pass the most impartial judgments. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, do you think? Do you think like maybe you shouldn't be racist and a judge at the same time? Yeah. Fuck yourself. Yeah, get out of here. Go to hell. I'm fucking glad you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking glad you're gone. But here's here's a, the next story that I actually did want to get into a little bit. Um, this is from The Verge. Mike Lindale, my boy. <laughs> my pillow CEO's free speech social network will ban posts that take, take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> I lo- Wait, can you say it one more time? My pillow CEO's free speech social network will ban posts that take the Lord's name in vain. Damn. That free speech got lost right there in the headline. That's a little crazy. It it just went out the window. Called Frank, the social network launched, launched, I guess. It's called called? Frank? Yeah. It's called Frank. You can go ahead. Let me be Frank. Yeah. Let Let me me be be Frank. Frank. Uh, So let's hit it with a quick little William Reigns. So is the is the church and state supposed to be separate? I'm confused because I never went to school. After a public break with Facebook and Twitter, MyPillow founder Mike Lindell is getting close to the launch of a new conservative-focused social network, giving more detail on the project in a video posted online this week. Called simply Frank, the social network plans to open its doors to a limited set of users on April 16th. Developed in the months, that's everybody on Parlor who couldn't be physically linked to the insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Developed in the months since the 2020 election, Lindell has described the project as a combination of, quote, print, radio, and TV. Dumb. (laughs) Demonstrating his complete lack of understanding of social networking. (laughs) Offering both text posts and live stream capability. Perhaps the strangest promise is that the conservative personalities will have significantly more followers on the fledgling network. Quote, people are going to have more (laughs) followers, Lindell said in a March interview with Steve Bannon. <laughs> Quote, 10 times more followers. Oh, with Steve Bannon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh great. No, he's That's doing, he's oh, doing, good. He's doing it for real. That's oh, Blake's cool. like. In the morning. You know what you're about Steve Bannon? How did I even miss that? How did I even miss that? Oh, my God. Dude, I follow, unfollowed him on the podcast. Dude, Twitter. I follow Steve Bannon so closely. <laughs> In the more recent video, Lindell explained that... Don't the forget new- Roger Stone, my, yeah. other, my other hero. Hey, he said it. I didn't say that one. From the church of, of Stephen Miller. In the more recent video, Lindell explained that the new network would still moderate against profanity and threats of violence, setting it apart from previous white ring... White ring. White ring. There's a little Freudian slip. Right-wing platforms like Parler and Gab, which prided themselves on their re- refusal to censure offensive speech. Offensive speech. Quote, you don't get to use the four swear words, the it's C word, four. the N word, the F word, or God's name in vain. Those are all equal. Even odds on which F word he means, I'm guessing it's fuck. Lindell <laughs> says in the video, instituting that policy will present a significant challenge to conventional automated moderation programs, which are adept at identifying specific things of strings of text, but have no system to distinguish between devout and profane invocations of God. Which is like my normal nomenclature. Like, you don't know if I am, like, being devout or profane, if I'm being blasphemous or praising. That's the mystery. Yeah, how can you tell? That's the mystery wrapped up in it. And when you're like me and you say it so cryptically and strangely, there is really no discernment. So you're being discriminated against by Frank. I would not do well on this platform. 
Oh yeah. come on, you I beta. Would. You're in, you're in beta. I mean, I just tried to find it <laughs> if I could get. Is on. it called Frank or Frankly? Frank. It's called okay. Frank. Uh, I tried to find it Frank on Mike Google Lindell. and it took me to a Bitcoin website. But <laughs> you gonna grab some? I mean, I want to join. I just want to see what it's about. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't get in on Parlor. I'm so not I on it. Like oh, I thought I'm you had the Bitcoin again. website. Oh no 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 no! I, I didn't get in on Parlor. Um, oh, we I Dogecoin read, millionaires. I read, well, thousandaires. And uh, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I did see the other day that Parlor is back on Apple. Yeah, I think Parlor's uh, been Parlor's back up. Yeah, so. They're coming back. Yeah, they won't. It's done. They got but fucked. They'll never recover. But ski ye to that. Yeah, but at, at the same time, <laughs> the days are numbered for Frank too. I think it's just really weird how it's like, okay, Parlor went down. We need a new like conservative. Well, they they took away their ability port. to say the n word, so it's like yeah. you're yeah. never gonna be what yeah. Parlor was. They're like, like, that's literally if you the can't say point. the n. They're like, if I can't say the n word, why the fuck am I on here instead of Facebook? It's uh That's the only reason I had to have six accounts on Facebook anyway. <laughs> Just got out of Facebook jail. It was for a picture, not for me being racist. <laughs> it was a picture of him with a the little iron. Yeah, it was a picture of you just being racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh racist bitch. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Lindell neither understands free speech. Nor does he understand I social think media. Mike Lindell's yeah. just like rolling high on the fact that fucking uh, David Hogg's uh, pillow company floundered. And he was like, I'm unbeatable. Well, we knew it would. Yeah, I was like, you have would. no business acumen. No, he doesn't. You don't know. You're, you're starting a business for all the wrong reasons and you don't know how to start a business. Yeah. No. Mike Lindell is a clown. Well, but he did the one thing that he had to do to stay in Trump's good graces and he was in the perfect position to do it. He was a perpetrator. Like, he was a, he was a, a, a uh, furtherer of the big lie. Yeah, he did. And he, um, but he had nothing to lose except for, I mean, like, you know, millions of millions dollars. Of dollars. <laughs> yeah. But he's good though. He is, good. he personally is rich. Yeah. So, like, but then, he lost millions of dollars. But more important to him than his business, I'm sure, is the fact that Daddy Trump love him now. No. Way more than Eric. You're right. That is well, certainly yeah. more than Don Jr. But you see, like, uh, you know... As, <laughs> like, Daddy Trump love him so much. But, you know, as, like... Daddy Trump invite him to Mar-a-Lago. I feel like... Daddy uh, Trump put my my pillow in all the Trump Towers. I feel like me and Mike Lindell actually have, like, a lot in common now. Because as a Doge... Yeah, as say a, more. As a Dogecoin thousandaire... Mm -hmm. Are you sure it's at uh, 29 cents right now? Oh, it dropped from 30? Yeah. It's okay. Hey, I'm still up, baby. Hey, that's okay. I mean, we bought in early. Yeah, I mean, we got in early, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we straight. I mean, as, as a Dogecoin thousandaire. I, are you sure it's not a hundredaire right now? No, no he's a thousandaire. I'm a hundredaire. I'm a hundredaire. Okay, okay. Uh, but he, you know, he, I can't speak. I can't ride with him right now. I was like, right now. But you see, like, you know, you talk about, like, <laughs> like you know, Mike Lindell losing this money. Like, today I lost $600 in Dogecoin. But that doesn't mean shit. Well, yeah. Do I care? Yeah. Do I look like I'm affected? It wasn't real money in the first place. Exactly. So I feel like Mike Lindell's in the same situation. He's like, oh, I lost this money. And he's like, I don't give a shit. He's <laughs> like, so Daddy like Trump that, stroked my head. Like, that's why I feel like me Put and me Mike on Lindell are actually kind of, you know, like the I think we, we look at money the same way. I do. I think <laughs> so, too. <laughs> you know, you know I, I mean? think you guys are the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a Very few ways. Similar. In a few ways. I would say, like... In every way. <laughs> I was like, how do I say this and not just insulting Blake right to his face? I mean, like, he has a mustache and you have a beard. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Damn, you get to have a beard again. How happy does that make you? Very happy. Blake was rocking, rocking the goatee for a long time. Had to. Had to. We had to support our king and not be you like, know, damn, damn, goatees are lame. Scrub. But, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. We we had we just we rocked with it while it was here. But I got my weird beard. I mean, yeah, you probably should it's take some clippers to it. I'm gonna take some clippers to it. Yeah, you know, get a guard yeah, on there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get guard and get a lot of heart. Throw some, throw some lines into it. Yeah, throw know? some lines. Throw some lines. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. But um, also, can, can we briefly touch on how fucking idiotic it was for the MLB to pull the All Star game from Atlanta? This is incredibly we touched on stupid. It for a second. Yeah, it was really dumb. It was really and then stupid. They put it in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna say there were a couple of people that went through and pulled uh, the voter laws from Colorado. Yeah, guess what? They're, they're 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 bad. Yeah, yeah. they're ju- they're just as bad. Look, and, and th- here's the thing: they're just as bad, and they've been that bad for a long time. There were no new laws. <laughs> that was probably our most comprehensive episode where we went law- line by line and really showed how shitty the voter laws that they passed here in Georgia. But do you know how much you are helping the people in Georgia? By pulling money away from us, yeah, no, out of Zero. out of Atlanta, out of Atlanta, which feeds into all of us. Yeah, true, very true. No, 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 Atlanta, yeah, spills yeah. over yeah. into all of of Middle Georgia, especially in Macon. And then, if you look at the demographics of Atlanta, there is a large population of African Americans in Atlanta that have jobs and own businesses mm-hmm. in Atlanta that would benefit from something like that the would, All Star Game. Yeah, you know, like the All Star Game yeah. bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, so you, you've hurt the people of Georgia yeah. off of some bullshit. Well, you, and well, that's what Stacey Abrams said. Stacey Abrams got out there and was like, hey, let's not take all the money away from Georgia because you're just going to, you're not going to, you're not going to hurt any of these lawmakers. No, you're going to hurt us. You're going to hurt Georgians. And if you think that memories are that are, are two years long, that they're going to remember the MLB all-star game getting pulled and they're not going to blame you. They're going to blame these lawmakers. You're fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong. Yeah. Like exactly. It was a really stupid thing to do. So then let's break it down even further because when you look at the motivations behind why the MLB pulled the all-star game, it comes down to what we discussed on the episode about how this seemed to be a direct attack against minorities in Georgia. I think, you know what I think it was? I just had a 3D chess brain move. I think that they uh, used the passage of the laws to open up discussions to renegotiate how much they were going to get tax write-off or a break on the All-Star game. Mm. However much incentive that Georgia was giving them to have the All-Star game here. And they opened the, they're like, we're going to open the field up to other places to bid. Yeah, can you because can of you go higher? How good of a and yeah, then a we were like no. And then what was it? Boulder, Colorado? Where, was it was it Boulder it's, or uh, uh, probably Denver? Or was it Denver? How, I don't know how big Boulder is. But. Liam, can you fact check that real quick? Uh she's a Colorado district judge, so she's okay. no, 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 no. We're talking about the, where they oh, place the where, MLB where the game. Yeah. It was either Denver or Boulder. It doesn't matter because they're both majority white. Yeah, but like I just want to say that I I bet it was. Denver. They hid it. Yeah, uh, they they hid they hid it amongst like a pricing uh renegotiation yeah, yeah. or something. So in the name of racial Cuz they're a fucking business. In the name yeah. of racial justice, they pulled a hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue away from a city that is has a large population of African Americans who own businesses and work there that would have benefited greatly. Then let's 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 not even get into what we were talking about about how like 
the money that comes into Atlanta trickles out everywhere for the most part as it Atlanta does. is the hub mm-hmm. of Georgia. Let's let's not even get into that. Let's just look at the people like the first wave of people directly affected by it. A large portion of which were African Americans. It, demographically yes. speaking, by no. percentage, hundred percent, hundred percent, are the most affected by this move. hundred percent. And then they took it. If you've ever been to a baseball game in Atlanta, if you've ever been to a baseball game in Atlanta, you know that's true. And then if they took that and then they put it into a state and a city in that state that is majority white, and this was done in the name of racial justice. Yeah, the optics are trash because it is a trash move. Yeah, and it yeah. it just it doesn't make any fucking sense, and I and that's why I think that it is, uh, an excuse because they wanted more money. They saw an opportunity to get more money. Yeah, and they were like, "It's a win win." Yeah, we can also we can, we, can, we can blame yeah. it on yeah we can be woke. Yep, or we can get more money, or it doesn't matter. We're probably going to get both anyway. Right. Yeah. So fuck Atlanta and fuck them. And I think that's probably what they did. Yeah, yeah. and and by virtue of that, anyone that considers themselves woke should be like fuck the MLB. Fuck the MLB. Like, honestly. Like, I don't really I'll still up. watch the Braves, man. I'll still go to a Braves game, but, like, it's I, I, I probably won't watch an All-Star game again. Yeah. I'll go to a Braves game in Atlanta. And this yeah. is and even, show. This is even moving past Georgia the obvious, team. which is why would you punish the people of Atlanta and the people of Georgia for laws that they don't agree with. Well, this is like on some like higher plane shit that they're making their decisions yeah. on, right? They're like, we're doing what's for the greater good. I mean, this is completely, you know, this is almost like the Greek gods having a dispute. Yeah. And it doesn't involve us mortals at all yeah. at I mean, that point. But well, I mean, like, like, we're going to punish Georgia for... Well, they're not even laws. considering us. Like, yeah. we're yeah. not... We're an after... We're an after, yeah. after, after thought. Collateral damage. Because they're trying to do what's truly best for us. Yeah. Collateral damage. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fuck like, em. bro, we understand the laws are fucking corrupt. Like, we understand that they're bullshit. Mm-hmm. We'll sort them Have out. Have you seen our elections? Yeah. We know what's going on. We, <laughs> we're <laughs> trying to fix it. Yeah. We're trying... It's, it's garbage. Yeah. It's a garbage move. It's like I said 100%. at the beginning of that episode, we're going through changes. Yes. And you want to do this now. Yeah. Right, because Georgia wasn't was nowhere near as racist two years ago. <laughs> like, like, yeah, so definitely now, right now is the time. Now is the time. Yeah, you fucking assholes. Fuck them. Anyway. Listen to Stacey Abrams and shut the fuck up, MLB. That's what I, say. I mean, I have, a, I have a couple of problems with Stacey Abrams, but she hit, that, sure she, she hit that shit on the head. Like, she, she really nailed that. I really gained a, a new kind of profound respect for her with her comments on that. The mayor of Atlanta, however, I don't have very almost any. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Yeah, she was like, she was like, good. Maybe this will wake people up. I was like, how the fuck can you say that? You're a dummy. Like, like, holy shit. Anyway, this has been Tap Snaps. I'm your host Blake Weatherly. Join me by, Uh, join me by Tap Snaps discussing racist pieces of shit edition. Uh, Join me by one of the most nuanced episodes we've done in a long time. Please listen thoroughly we appreciate you we appreciate you and we appreciate Lay salt and vinegar chips and my name's liam and my name is liam's name which is liam my name is liam's name